Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 405 of the Director's Podcast. I'm most as always, I'm Tyler, and joining me, we have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Man, I'll tell you what. The week was fine, pretty busy, but having some days off really feels good. Especially since mm-hmm. picking up some new acquisitions. That's what I call my new game, pick up some acquisitions. Nice, nice. Oh, for those nice. that don't know, from... What was it? From Thursday of last week here until the 21st of January, the Nintendo eShop is having all of these great sales. And I'm talking about certain games, certain popular games that generally would, like maybe every once in a while go on sale. Now it seems like a lot majority. And from checking the eShop, they have an estimated total of like 1,188 games currently on sale, which that's nuts in and of itself. Some of them include, like, mm-hmm. uh, first-party Nintendo games, say, like, Splatoon 2, like, uh, I'm, let's see, I forget some of the other ones right at the moment, but Splatoon 2, I know, is, like, about 42 or some ARMS is another one, so, if you've been remotely interested in some of those, I mean, hell, that's the cheapest those two games have been, essentially, but, uh, more or less, I've spent a lot of good time this weekend just going into some games I just recently acquired for my Nintendo Switch. But, uh... Nice. What have you been doing, Tyler? Uh, not a lot, man. Same old, same old. Just clinging and banging as always. Got my, uh, Green Bay Packer hat on here. Ah, yeah. To celebrate the, uh, the Green Bay Packers winning, going off. First time hosting a, uh, NFC Championship game, uh, in the Aaron Rodgers, uh, era. So I got this on. It's very hot, though. It's going to come off here in a minute. Um, But I I snuck this on right as I hit start recording. um, And then Gables was looking down to grab his coffee. And I was just there looking at him in the camera. I'm like, just you look up, you bastard. Look up. And then I see him look up. It it was funny. It was good times. But um, this is is a big episode. I'm I'm taking this off. I I can't. It's hot. My ears are sweating. How do I take? There it is. Well, that's, oh, that's what you know it's a good hat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's great for outside. I tell you, it's really great, but uh, not practical. <laughs> not practical at all. Um, but this is a this is a big episode for us, Gables. Yeah, um, hopefully, hopefully this is working. I don't know. We did like a little mini test thing, and I think it worked. But we'll I don't know, find out. Um, but uh, we are for the first time ever recording this show on Twitch Live. So, um, we are live streaming this on Twitch. I got the burp already. Oh, sorry. I drink Oktoberfest. I've had a beer in like two weeks. This is, I didn't drink last week wow. on the show. I, I, I just wasn't feeling it. What, what do you mean? Wow. What, I'm not an alcoholic. <laughs> cable. Why do you got to say it like that? <laughs> like, wow. You didn't, you haven't drank in two weeks. The only time I drink is when I do the show anymore. Uh, God. Wow. 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 Do you, wow. Do you look at you drinking coffee? Uh, oh, caffeine addict. Oh, hell. I can't, I can't make fun of you. I have a, a crippling addiction to caffeine. Um, but anyways, this is our first time ever doing the show uh, live on Twitch. Uh, that's why if you're watching us live and hopefully, oh my, I got my camera did a weird zoom. I got to stop looking at myself on, on our OBS here. But um, I just want to make sure everything works. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. I, I just literally set it up. So our camera's weird because um, the way it's laid out on Twitch and hopefully if it, everything works out, I will post it later on, um, on our YouTube and uh that way people can actually watch us as we're recording the show um and 
it just isn't our logo in the background like it is on my TV screen over here. Um, but that way, you know, people can see what we're doing if they want to actually watch us see what we're doing. Uh, I will try to figure out all this later with the uh, I'm pointing I'm pointing out my other monitor. That's what I'm doing. That's why my hands moving over because I don't know what to do with my hands right now. Cause I never actually had to worry about what I'm doing with my hands. Um, but uh, anyways, um, I'll try to figure out our layout for how to make it so it's even because like I, I I can expand it, but it just keeps growing larger. So then like that's why Gables is like he's the full screen, but he's only over here. But then I'm a little bit heel. Don't 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 do the hand thing. Man. This is so weird. This is so weird. To, people just listen to us on audio, but um, yeah, it's it's we're having a good time. It's it's I think it's gonna be more fun for us now. We can see what the fuck we're doing. And, you know, and then it's not you won't you're gonna. I, I don't know how to edit. It's good. I'm literally just gonna pull the Twitch video after we're done and just put it, export it over to our YouTube video, our YouTube channel. Uh, I don't know how to edit i don't edit video i literally like i've talked about a million times i literally learned how to edit on audacity after we recorded our first episode so and i literally was watching youtube videos and spent six hours watching youtube videos and then stopping watch a video figure out the fuck i need to do all right how do i silence this okay how to clip this whatever so I, literally on the fly and i don't have the time to learn how to to a edit this show and also edit the video later and <clears throat> I'm literally only the only place it's being recorded to is on Twitch. So I'm not recording this on my personal computer because my computer is making some noises I've never heard before. So um, that's weird. Um, hopefully it doesn't it doesn't blow up while recording the show. I should probably check a Dassey make sure that's going okay. Dassey looks like it's okay. Yep. Um, so I'm just a ball of anxiety right now, but I'm also looking to have a good time because hopefully nothing goes wrong <laughs> here. But at the very least, we'll have the audio. Hopefully, maybe I don't know. But uh, yeah, so this is uh, pretty exciting. For us, some I was when we had our week off there, and uh, I, I was like, uh, after we did the game of the year stuff, I decided to uh, um, look into. You know, we always say, "Oh, check us out on you know Twitch.tv." I'm sorry, I'm shaking my camera. I keep hitting my my desk, but I always say, "Go to Twitch.tv/slash Drunk Drunk Nerds Podcast uh, on Twitch and uh, follow us on there." But it's like we never really use it for anything. Like, I'll I'll we'll stream on there for the like, extra life, or if we play. A random game together or some if i'm just in a mood to randomly stream something i'll do that if we have a gamer night with the talking ship guys but we never really use it regularly so i figured use this regularly maybe we get some uh people more people could see us live as we record us we usually record on sundays um sometimes on saturdays but mostly it's been lately the last i don't know year maybe it's been sunday night excuse me i am burping a lot i don't know why i had chinese i had chinese there food. you go that's why i'm burping um but uh yeah so usually we record sunday nights we don't have like an exact time usually it's typically we, we hop on skype about nine central time seven pacific time and then we'll start recording sometime after that it really just kind of depends so we've had times where we run the call for five minutes and then boom we're recording the show we've had times where we're, it's three hours later I'm like i guess we should probably record a podcast now <laughs> so uh it just kind of depends on uh, you know it's oh my god it's one in the morning we should probably record um so it just kind of depends on how things go um so yeah, uh, we'll usually check in. Uh, I'll, I'll, you know, check, you know, set it up. You follow us, set it up, so you ring the, hit the bell or whatever it is to, you get an alert saying that we're on. Um, but uh, yeah, do all that so that way um, you know when we're, we're popping on. But typically it's probably going to be um, around nine thirty ish Central Time on Sunday nights. Uh, and I'll I'll post the I'll I'll get better about posting on like our Twitter and Facebook page about going live. You know 
around this time. And so it's gonna be hard to kind of get a exact time. Maybe we'll work something out. I don't know, but you know, we do this for fun. We don't do this for anything else. So I think we're just going to kind of do it the way we want to do it. And hopefully you guys join us for the ride. But yeah. Um, if you're an audio listener, I'm sorry for that, but it's just something we wanted to say, but, uh, yeah, if you, um, want to watch it, watch the video version, go to you, go to our YouTube, uh, drunk nerds. Yes. Drunk nerds. I'm pretty sure. Uh, you probably know that by now. And then, uh, also on twitch.tv, uh, slash slash drunk nerds podcast. But I had an issue. If you go to just twitch.tv and you search drunk nerds podcast, we don't show up, but if you just type in drunk nerds, we do show up, even though our name is drunk nerds podcast on there. I don't know why, but that's, that's how it's worked for me. Um, so yeah. Um, hopefully this is all working. I don't, I, we, we did the test stream, but we didn't really know. So we'll find out if it's working or not. So, uh, anyways, this is the 405th episode of us doing this. Um, first time doing it live. First time doing it with actual uh, video, hopefully, maybe, possibly. Um, but yeah, um, Gables, we got a lot to talk about this yes, week. Yes, we do. <laughs> There's a lot going on. We've had a lot. Uh, you know, everybody everybody took the time off for the uh, um, for the holidays. Uh, you know, we took, a, we took a nice little weekend off. We recorded a bunch of shows and took the weekend yeah, off we uh, to play some games and do, do whatever the hell it is. I always watch a lot of football. Um, but, uh, yeah, everything in last week, there wasn't really a lot. We had a couple of little things, but it was mostly us talking about like the, the Pokemon anniversaries. Um, but now everything just, it was like literally every day I woke up, boom, there was something when I, when I got up for, you know, when I was laying in bed, dreading going to work. And then I'd be like, I, I don't have any time really to be on social media or anything like that. So then I get home and I'd like look on social media and like six other things happen. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? So this is every day there was like two or three, two or three decent things and then there's always a lot of little small stuff here but yeah we have a bunch of topics here um i don't know where to start uh let's start with some nintendo stuff first actually while we're at it so starting off here we actually had a uh, super mario 3d world trailer um first time we, we actually got to see finally bowser's fury we've been talking about for what forever like what is it what is it going to be is it going to be um you know just an extra world is some more levels but it actually turns out to be it's more of a uh open world area uh we have bowser jr going around with like it looks like a paintbrush of some sort and you're like taking out looks like it's like a splatoon thing like it's like you just gotta take out the ink kind of thing and then bowser just um what, what what's the what's all the dragon ball nerds call it super um saiyan. when when you super saiyan i like the i was thinking more like the gigantamax thing from pokemon is what i was thinking um but uh, i just gotta say right now there's a lot of kids that just saw that trailer and saw uh cat mario being huge for the first time in about 15 years, we're going to have a big surge in furries <laughs> <laughs> that we didn't have before. Uh, if we didn't have them already, it's going to be a big surge. It's like, you know, in 2020, there's going to be a lot of kids. You know, there's a lot of jokes when, when uh, quarantine first happened, lockdowns. Like, oh, like in about nine, ten months, there's going to be a lot of new kids. Uh, there's going to be a big burst of children. And this will be the same thing. This is our, the 2021 version of that is uh, furries because of Mario um, with his weird, weird mustache. But anyways, um, finally got a trailer for that with a with a little bit of content. That wasn't too much details. You gotta get the cat. There was a video that came out later that kind of explains some shit. And you gotta get like collect the cat shrines, which unlocks the uh, the giant bell that you need to do to become big, like uh, Bowser, um, Giga Bowser, whatever the fuck you want to call him. Um, I like Meowser better in in the in the game. But uh, anyways, so you gotta get big like him, and then 
I'm assuming fight. It, that's where the it ended. It looked like a giant. Like it literally reminded me of the Pokemon Sword and Shield, and the uh, when you're having the gym battles and you get to like the last Pokemon against the gym leader, yes. and you have your Pokemon and you both Gigantamax. That's what it looked like to me, and I don't know if that's what they're going for, but that's what I got out of it. Um, what did you think of it, Gables, when you saw this trailer? Honestly, the impression I got out from it, well, first and foremost, when I saw Mario take the bell for the first time and just grow gigantic, it was like, oh my god, Mario went Super Saiyan, and all of a sudden it's like, <laughs> I started thinking about it, and now that I think about it right now, it's like, it looks like a gigantic kaiju battle between <laughs> Bowser and freaking yeah. kid, like giant cat Mario. Which yeah, is like, this thing just sold 10 million more copies in Japan. Oh my god, dude. Freaking, it looked like a Godzilla versus freaking King Kong aesthetic, almost. Only, instead of like yeah. being a, like being an ape, it's a cat. Cat Mario. But, <laughs> what initially that I loved about this reveal was, the overall landscape of it really reminded me a lot of Mario Odyssey. Because this is like an open world, sort of like a terrain sort of-esque. Quite honestly, the size of the area that Mario was exploring alongside Bowser Jr. kind of reminded me almost like an entire over, like a, what was it, like a uh, a gigantic, almost sort of like a sandbox sort of thing, you know, where it's like, yeah. Yeah. you go to one thing or another, it kind of reminded me a little bits here and there, like uh, the Super Mario Sunshine hub world, when you first go into oh, okay. a lot of that tropical yeah. island aesthetic and this and that, but, uh, but what it also kind of reminded me of is like, it just kind of reminded me of like a lot of uh, aspects of some previous like uh, 3D platformers as well, you know, where it's like one part, when you complete one part of the world, it affects the other part and stuff and this and that. But I really love the inventiveness of a bunch of the puzzles they introduced inside that trailer, what it looks like. I like the idea that uh, just to have something a little bit different from the main thing of the Mario 3D world and stuff, you can actually start with that from the get-go if you choose to. But I like how you have Bowser Jr. helping you alongside. So if you do like a co-op thing, you know, and you have someone play as baby Bowser, like Bowser Jr. and you play as uh, Mario and stuff, just exploring, yeah. doing different puzzles and stuff. I really did enjoy seeing the elements of uh, Bowser's Fury. It's something new. It's something familiar because it implements 3D World's main power-up gimmick, which was Cat Mario. And it evolved into almost like a cat island where there are literally portions inside this trailer where you see Mario and there's like a group of cats just hanging around Mario just nudging on him. <laughs> I'm sure there's... there's furries, like, man. I'm telling you. Furries. I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's a couple of innuendo jokes that are fit, fit into this freaking like a trailer that I'm not aware of. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, from everything I've seen, it looked like it was going to be a pretty pleasant experience. And that's partially the reason why I'm heavily considering purchasing that game when it releases February 12th, because it's enough of an incentive for someone who's played the game before on the Wii U to go ahead and look at it. It's like, oh, wow, this is a brand new experience. Maybe I'll get like another five or six hours out of the game. Who knows? It looked pretty sizable, but I'm not sure how long it's going to take, but well, we're going to be seeing that pretty shortly. Yeah, that's kind of what like I'm thinking too, is like, how much content is here? Because like it is that the end? Like, did we already see like, oh, Super Scion, Gigamax, Gym Leader Battle, Bash Bash, kind of stuff here? Or is that the end? Like, how many, how much content is here? Like, I'm, I'm gonna get the game again. Regardless, I've been pushing for like, I want this. Oh, excuse me, I'm burping again. God damn, I keep. T- I'm, it's orange chicken, man. 
I'm telling you, <laughs> orange chicken. <clears throat> but anyways, it's so good though. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I just like I I want I want the game already. I've been saying for years like I can't wait for 3D World to get brought over. A because I want to play the game again, and B because I I want people to that didn't play the game because it was on the Wii U actually play this game because I think this game's gonna sell great. It's it's basically like it's it's gonna be like a brand new game to a lot of people, and I can't wait to see what the sales are for this. I can easily see this being a 15 million seller right off the bat. Um, so for me, like just what this is is just extra. Like I understand like there's I think it sold like five six million copies on the Wii U, so you gotta get people that want to you know get them and rebuy it, and this is a good way to make it make it so. Um, but yeah, I like I think a lot of those people are already gonna buy it again anyways. But this is just another, uh, you know, another cool thing. And it's just I think when you look at like a lot of the, the deluxe you know stuff we've been getting um, from the Wii U ports, it's usually not much. It's it's we added the funky mode to Donkey Kong, or we've added, you know, we put all the DLC together and we added a, a different mode or a couple new things and put Pikmin three. Um, you know, we don't see a lot of new stuff. And this seems like the most substantial thing we've had yet um, of, you know, here's this whole new area and it's completely different from everything else we've seen. And um, in, in the, in the Mario game. And so I, yeah, I think this is going to be incredible. I can't wait. Um, yeah, February twelfth. I mean, this is a game I already I pre-ordered months ago at GameStop because they have a, a poster if you get if you pre-order it, and it's a cool poster. I'll just show you the poster later. It's it's actually cool now. Well, they had one, but now there's another one. It's actually cooler because it's like Bowser standing like giant Bowser standing over um, Mario and Bowser Jr. like on a cliff, and he's huge. And it's just like I'll show you later. It's awesome. But um, yeah, I'm I'm all in on on this game. Like it's already one of the my favorite games like you know where we've been talking about doing a, a game of the generation podcast and we haven't done it yet because well me um i haven't got to, sat down and done it maybe put my list together i've started it but i haven't put it together yet um and this is one of those games that's going to be somewhere on that list spoiler alert um so yeah i i'm all for playing this game again um next up here sticking with nintendo uh new pokemon snap it's just a game i we were just talking about last week you know as far as like what's pokemon gonna what's nintendo gonna do for pokemon's 25th, 25th anniversary this game we already knew was coming it's supposed to be a 2020 game but then covid obviously pushed it back you know we were talking about i i thought this was a game we get early this year um and turns out we're getting it, it just randomly dropped the trailer I, I really woke up was this you know do my morning poop um you know tmi uh for you guys not me uh, I'm there. I was there. Uh, <laughs> and, um, sorry. Uh, I, someone posted, Hey, a Pokemon snap trailer came out. And I'm like, fuck yeah. So that's, that's where I was where I learned a date of Pokemon snap, uh, too, uh, was on the toilet, but, um, where I, where I learned most great things, you know? Um, but anyways, um, so it's coming out April 30th. It's going to be the full $60 and it is some other stuff. Like they're collaborating with Katy Perry. Uh, there's a cool, cute little video that came out on their YouTube channel. That was there. It's like a minute and a half long. I recommend people check out. Um, we don't really have any idea about what else they're going to do. So it sounds like they're, they're going to be doing some stuff as the year progresses, which is something we, we, we figure they got so many different things. There's that weird Pokemon, um, legal legends ripoff game. That looks not great. Right. Um, that's coming, but, um, yes, yeah, so we had like, what, like like two minute trailer, not a lot of gameplay, but it's, it's, it's Pokemon snap game. We already know what it is, but it's, um, my big surprise coming out of it is actually the full $60. And that's something I talked about. A while ago, where I was like, I don't know if I want it to be sixty dollars, but I mean, who knows how much content's there? Because it's a tough balancing act, I think. Where like, like the first game, I think you could beat like without one hundred percenting it. It's like you could probably beat it in an hour and a half 
in the hundred percent, it probably takes three, four hours. Um, so that, that's my concern is like, you know, it's like, you gotta find a nice for $60. I mean, a, they can do it cause they're Nintendo. We're like, we're, we're going to buy it. You know, we've been clamoring for this game for 22 fucking years. Like they know we're going to pay 60 bucks for it. You know, this is a game that, that no people want. And, and Nintendo's those that can do that. And they're going to do that. I don't really necessarily blame them for that. Um, I'm going to, I'm buying it, but I'm going to like, you know, you know, old man yells at clouds kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's like you, if the, I don't, this game can't be eight hours. It can't be 10 hours. So you're going to find a middle ground where it's like, you're keeping me entertained. You're keeping, you, you're also going to want to get, it's as long as that. I think the Pokemon company's done pretty well of like that balancing act of like the old with the new, keeping those old fans, making them come back. Some new ones come back, keeping the older fans like me, keep coming back, you know, like playing like let's go Pikachu. And then there's, um, I even, you know, picked up Pokemon sword and shield, stuff like that. So it, there's a lot of balancing I have to do, but I, this game's going to be successful no matter what, and I'm I'm super excited for it. What about you, Gables? Yeah, honestly, I'm pretty excited about it myself. I mean, April 30th is the initial release date of the new Pokemon Snap. I kind of feel like full price is kind of the same thing that they did back in the day when they sold it initially. I mean, initially, when Pokemon Snap came out in the 64, it was a full $50. Yeah, it was incredibly short when it came to a lot of uh, the content and stuff. But the best thing about the original Pokemon Snap, it was readily replayable. You could mm-hmm. take the best screenshots. And at the time, if you had a Blockbuster near you, you could take your cart yes. to the Blockbuster. They had like a little display and stuff. And you could print out pictures that you actually took in the game. I remember that being a gimmick back in the day. I used to see that in articles of the old issues in Nintendo Power. But for this game... For this game, uh, what I'm hoping for is more of what made the classic one so fun, and that was you have a select couple of courses, you know, like maybe five to seven different courses. You could go through them multiple times, discovering through different trial and, and error methods, like how specific Pokemon react in their habitat, or how they actually change their mood, or they evolve based upon a certain condition. I mean, that's what I'm personally hoping for, and from what it looks, the look of this new Pokemon Snap game, to be perfectly honest with you, looks a lot better than what was presented in Sword and Shield from the initial outlook. <laughs> Which, I'll be perfectly honest with you, a lot of hardcore fans, when they saw the footage of new Pokemon Snap and saw how good that thing was going in motion in my game, were pretty pissed off that we didn't get the same thing for Sword and Shield. Much smaller game, though. It's, you know, it's not That's true. this giant open, well, not a giant open world, but... It's not a big open area. And then, like, what's the what's the big open area they had in Sword and Shield? Oh, it was, it was the wild like areas. Yeah, but, like uh, that. Like it's not gonna be anything like that. Hopefully, I don't know. Man, who knows? I guess there will be a lot of Pokemon wandering around, but I imagine they'll be like, and there won't be like free running. They're gonna be in a loop of some sort. So well, yeah, of course. And because it would be like a traditional on rail sort of thing. I mean, it's from like start to finish. Have everything else in between. As long as it captures the same feel and the same type of replayability as the original, it should sell fine. I mean you're a hardcore pokemon fan oh, yeah. or you're just a new person going in it's like, oh hey this is pokemon oh it's a photography game let's go ahead and try this out you know it's non-threatening it's very much a pokemon game through and through and i can't wait to experience that when it comes out during april <laughs> yeah yeah that mean you make you brought up a good point about like you know the, getting your better getting better scores and replaying like that was something as a kid i would constantly play the on rails another big thing i think that yeah that's my concern is like don't yeah, don't get too like we we found like you know like with a lot of games like when people are claiming for something, just do that same thing but in 
2020, 2021, exactly. or whatever, in this genre, in this era. You know, don't get too crazy. Just make it look nicer, update it a little bit, you know, stuff like that. But don't change what it is because we love it for what it is. So don't fuck with it. And right. like that's, you know, don't make an open world. Like, yeah, put on rails. You know, the thing that does suck is they announced that there's going to be no online anything. Like, I would love it to like be able to compare scores or compare screenshots with um with friends like, and that's something I, I wanted to talk about with like i'm going to talk about with 3d world where it's like i'm going to miss the the what was it the meverse oh um, yes the, the like thing, that was yes. the coolest fucking thing to me was like after you beat the level all the people like yeah, i know they're really changing how the way you can do with stamps in this game but like that was the coolest thing i i that was something like a lot of us talked about when, when they announced the switch they said meverse was dead like that was such a cool thing that i wish they bring back like and i you know i know how big they are about you know like online protect the children and all that shit but it's like that was so cool and it was it was like nobody else was doing it like you know, like playstation they'll have they have the stupid little feed thing i know xbox does but like the meverse was badass i loved it uh like you know the ticket screenshots and post them on like on uh like forums or share them with your friends or put them on your own personal feed like it was like a cool like you know like we don't person like me personally you know, i don't get i don't think cables or like for the most part, a lot of us, like we don't, because especially how friend codes work, we don't have a lot of friends on our friends list. You know, I have like 10. I have more, I have more than 10, but like I, there's only 10 that I actually like give a shit about. And like other people just, oh, I, I you know, I attach it to my Facebook and people on my Facebook sent, like, I don't care about them. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> that's not the worst that I meant it, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, those people that are on my Facebook, I don't, fuck them. Live. I don't like. They're not, they're not like gamers, like we're gamers or anything like that. You know, you know, like they're not, you know, like actual people I know in real life. They're not Justin. They're not you. They're not people in like talk shit. People I play with, you know, it's like people I know have fun with that, you know? And like, I love it to like, you know, like just, I was thinking about that 3D world. Like I'm going to miss that. Like you get to the end, you see your score and then you see all the cool pictures and funny things like six, seven seconds, beat that, you know, um, on 3D world. And then like, you know, or you see my friend's screenshots at that cool pictures they've taken and like see their scores and be able to beat their scores. They have leaderboards. Um, and I mean, A, I don't imagine a lot of people in my friends are just going to play this game, but even still is to have the option, like, you know, even like Gables and I go back and forth on some cool stuff. Uh, you know, that, that, would, I, that's something that, uh, makes me miss. Like I've been thinking about that more lately, uh, especially after they announced the trailer and they show with the 3D world, uh, and like talking about the stamps, I'm like, I've just been thinking about me versus a lot lately. And I just, I miss it. Gables. I miss Dude. it. It's good times. Yeah, the Miiverse for the Wii Life U was never. Yes, that that stuff was fun. It was fun. Yeah, who wouldn't? Who who would have known that our life would have peaked at Miiverse? You know? <laughs> you know what? Who saw it coming? A lot of people felt the same way about PlayStation Home when that was a thing. <laughs> oh God! Uh, I just remember like all the scary people wearing subway cups with un- with Nathan Drake's and face on it. All the Cole McGrath costumes. Yep. Oh, oh, was, that was the worst. Um, that that needed to go that was bad don't do that again uh but um anyways moving on to some non-nintendo news where do we go from here uh let's switch up in the like we could, we could probably make this quick so uh mass effect legendary uh edition was announced on uh in seven day which was also extra life um last year and it's so weird saying last year when you're talking about something happened two months ago yeah but um so legend was something that was been leaked to rumor forever got delayed because of COVID, obviously, and then they had issues with um, Mass Effect 1. They are like, trying to do a lot of changes to that to make it more modern to, like, 2 and 3. Um, and then uh, they it was, like, yeah, it's supposed to come in October, and then it got delayed because of that. And then it was – it's supposed to be – they said spring. Well, a few sites um, 
like like always it's some you know a different country uh posted it on you know there's like what the date march uh 12th uh so they said spring uh it's right now january 17th so i don't personally you gotta think here i know like this is something they could probably announce it's mass effect it's it's the three that everybody loves two everybody loves um so they could probably announce this you know in a month and it'd be fine we could put a month build but I feel like you know I, I think with the way EA works, they have to get it, get out ahead of shit. So I feel like any time now, if March twelfth is in fact the date, which I kind of lean in that it is, you know, usually most of the time when sorry Louis was being weird over there, um, most of the time when uh you know the shit like this happens, it's usually the case unless it's like you know something we don't know anything about or whatever. Like you know like remember like I think Metro Prime Four, a date came out like two years ago. It's like we haven't even seen anything about that game. There's no way it's coming out in six weeks, but uh, like something like this, I think is probably happening. Uh, Gables, what's your thoughts on the on, on the leak date? To be perfectly honest with you, it could be any time throughout the month of March or like early April and stuff. I feel like that this is a credible leak date because, for one, EA has been sitting on this trilogy for a while now. I mean, we've heard nothing but like rumors about it for the past almost like a past year and a half when it yeah. came to that stuff. So March 12th, I believe that all that I have to say is, is for those who have never experienced that trilogy, when that thing does release, either on PlayStation, on Steam, or on freaking... Oh, wait, you actually have access to play those games on Steam if you really wanted to. Or on, like, uh, the Xbox One, all the DLCs there, especially the first and the second game. Quite honestly, a lot of the second game's DLC is pretty damn good. Oh, it's so great, yeah. Not only just the... I'm not talking about the Zahid stuff, because, you know what, that's fine. But, like, Kasumi stuff, the Arrival DLC, I mean, I I remember quite a bit of Mass Effect 2. And, quite honestly, whenever you, or whenever, like, those that are listening on right now, or whoever, soever, is watching our Twitch thing right at this moment, if you never played the Mass Effect series, you have a PS4, you have an Xbox One, or whatever, get these games. They're fantastic yes. RPGs, and they represent Bioware at their best when it comes to storytelling yes. and when it comes to gameplay stuff. Yeah, yeah, they're it's definitely peak games. I can't. I, it's it's a these are games I can't fucking wait to jump into. And it's just like I wish they were here like now, like or like a month ago because those these like that would be the perfect time. Because oh, yeah. like, I mean, there's there's I don't. It's we're in a weird place because we don't like we talked about last week. We don't. We have so like last week we had no idea for most things now we have some some dates are filling out so it's like there's you know there's not a lot right now march and april filling out a little bit there's some good stuff coming ubisoft delayed some games this week but uh Red republic and far cries got delayed and there's one other game that got delayed prince persia got delayed so it's like um i mean it's not as busy but there's some stuff coming out so uh i can't i, I can't wait to like i have like a month or two because it's going to take me a long time to beat these games and I, I can't wait to sit down and just fucking plow through these fuckers. But um, moving on, Gables too. We got a couple uh, kind of some Disney, uh, some Disney news here, some Lucas Films news. So um, Lucas Films, uh, Lucas Games is back now. Uh, after Disney bought them, they shuttered the whole thing. Um, what was that like seven years ago, eight years ago? Uh, they got rid of it. People that made a lot of a uh, lot of really great uh, indie games, like uh, I just spaced them, like T- Tales of Monkey Island. Things like that. Um, also, a lot of Star Wars games came out. A lot of people that love love those games. Um, they they got rid of it. It's like we're not interested in making games anymore. Like they're we're just 
EA, you got a 10 year contract, exclusive contract. You make games for us. So, uh, so kind of interesting. They announced on, I think it was like Tuesday, like, you know, like they're going to like, whenever uh, uh, a Star Wars game comes out, it's going to be under the Lucas games uh, mantra. Kind of like, you know, like how Marvel's is like the Marvel universe. There's always a little splash at the beginning. PlayStation has it now. It's kind of the thing everybody does now. Um, well, then it came out. So uh, they announced, I believe the very next day that Ubisoft's uh, massive studios, the makers of the division games is making an open world Star Wars game. Um, no real de- details on it other than that, other than basically they've been working on it for working on making this deal for almost a year. Uh, and a lot of people bring up the question, like, what does this mean for EA? It's like, they, they got rid like, well, a lot of people were thinking like jumps to the conclusion that they, you know, they, the, the contract, they canceled the contract. Now it was a big deal. Like 2017 after battlefront two and all the bullshit with the loot boxes, you know, like Disney's like Disney was pissed at them, all that about, you know, like this canceled the contract, blah, blah, blah. So basically from what, I think a lot of people are like, I don't think there's any confirmation, but a lot of people are gathering that. So the contract runs through, uh, through 2023 for EA on, on the exclusivity. I think it's the exclusivity though. Like only they can release star Wars games. So they, I think there was like a de- like a, a cutoff in there where like Disney could start talking to other people or Lucas games in this case could start talking to other people about making games like in 2020, but they can't release the games until app till basically 20, uh, 2024 is what a lot of people are gathering out of this. We don't really have dates or any concrete facts, but so Star Wars, um, Ubisoft's now making Mass Studios. Guys, like I said, make Division One and Two, uh, making an open world Star Wars game. Uh, Gables, what was your thoughts when you heard this news? To be perfectly honest with you, yes, I was surprised when I heard the inklings that Ubisoft is going to be making a Star Wars game. I feel like you're on a good point, though, when it comes to the whole negotiations between that, because with EA having that contract to 2023 from essentially making the Star Wars games not license, that, uh, you know, I kind of felt that, and a lot of other people thought that EA just had a kind of like a stranglehold with that. There had to have been mm-hmm. some sort of talks going on that would allow, like, uh, Lucasfilm, like Lucas Games or whatever the hell, to go through and talk with other type of developers, obviously. But I feel this is kind of exciting. And I say kind of exciting because, you know, having the Star Wars IP at another the publisher or another developer right now just sounds super appealing. Only because, mm. for the most part, EA consistently dropped the ball with the Star Wars franchise, with that IP in general. The only exception, yeah. and that's probably going to be for like some people, I haven't experienced the game myself, but Star Wars Fallen Order. I think that is the one game that really was a fun commercial success with not too much controversy that surrounded that game's release. Right now, you can get this game for super cheap. I mean, like I've seen it for like forty bucks. I've seen it on Game Pass, you know, because EA, you know, yeah. you could easily download and play this game now if you really want to and experience it. But other than yeah. like the Star Wars Battlefront games and also like uh, Fallen Order and stuff. EA hasn't really done a lot of positive stuff with this IP. And so hearing Ubisoft going through and developing like an open world game, I mean, yeah, I'm excited that this is going to another developer and stuff in order to, you know, have something new and different. But at the same time, I really am hoping that Ubisoft is not going to, say, make it just another generic, say, Assassin's Creed clone or a lot of the other types of uh you know open world games they've done and developed for initially i mean assassin's creed's one you know 
the uh, Watchdog games, like the Tom Clancy Ghost Recon, whatever the hell. But yeah. Ubisoft has a particular formula when it comes to their open worlds. If they're going to spend, and if you're right, potentially, if these games don't see release until like 2023 or 2024, then I hope they spend like the good solid two, like three, or how many years or something developing and make it unique, more so unique than some of the other previous open world games that they've done. Because quite honestly, us as gamers, we have endured the Ubisoft formula in terms of their sandbox games. We know what to expect. We know there's going to be checkpoints and stuff that you have to go through and, like, scope in a surrounding area. We know we're going to have some sort of either drone or a bird or some sort of scope out, like, targets <laughs> here and there so we can pick them off one at a time. As long as it's creative, and I'm being hopeful at this point because with Ubisoft, it's literally 50-50 with their open-world games. Yeah. I'm just going to be looking positive at it. That's how I feel about it. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. I, I like that you know being positive because yeah, like I'm, like I I'm in that same boat. Like I'm in the middle ground because it's I think it's gonna be a Ubisoft game because like, yeah, I don't like I, I talked about last week about Valhalla. You know, it's like I have that weird feeling, you know, that weird relationship with Ubisoft games. You know, over the last generation, basically so over the course of this podcast, about how they've changed with their games and I don't know, like I don't. You know, as Ubisoft goes more in this direction, I've definitely fallen off of them. I feel like it sounds—it seems like a decent amount of those hardcore, like even like you know, early Assassin's Creed fans, like they've fallen off on them. But um, you know, like it's it's bigger now than ever with 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 where they've gone the last three iterations. So I feel like I mean, and, and we're not gonna have time probably this week, but uh, the NBDs came out for best-selling games for last month and then um, for the year, and it's like all of the games like our top sellers, you know? So it's like, there's no reason for them to change that formula. And I think, you know, EA sees that or not EA Star Wars sees that Disney sees that Lucas games sees that Jesus. Um, and it's like, they don't want them to change that formula. They want them to do the Ubisoft game, but the Star Wars formula, and I'm sure a lot of people are feeding for that. For the, the feeding is that the right word? Feeding craving for that craving craving is a better word i don't know if feeding is a word um i just made it a word if it's not um but craving that's kind of what i was going for like they they they, they love that idea you know, I, you know i've heard people on twitter like when that news came out loving that i'm just like ah man it's like that's not what i want you know um uh, but i'm not gonna poo poo it you know i'm excited for it because just from the standpoint of somebody else is making a star wars game um you know, like EA, you know, they've, they, you know, the something we talked about in 2017, like they squandered it. They've canceled three games, including Amy Henning's game. Mm-hmm. They hired the lady, the big one, the probably the one or two biggest, most important people for outside of Neil Druckmann. Like those are the two biggest people for the Uncharted games. And then they hired her to make it a Star Wars game. And then they said, that game's too much like Uncharted. Don't make that game. That's what? So, uh, and then, you know, they've canceled three big projects. Uh, of theirs um they released star wars battlefront that was meh. battlefront 2 obviously it seems like it's a better game but came out to a controversy controversy and you know jedi fallen order came out really turned i think really big turnaround for them uh i thought it, oh, that was, it was a pretty good game I, I enjoyed it i think it was like ninth or eighth on my list for last year for, or two years ago 2019 now uh, for game of the year but i know like i'm talking to justin a lot of people like that's their game of the year um squadrons i know like a lot of people enjoyed it but it's a smaller game it's not bigger but you know i think that's they're on the right path but it's just too little too late you know i know we're, we're probably gonna get a fallen over two um i'm sure there's a lot some smaller stuff in development 
Um, but I just I just love the idea of like them kind of doing what basically the Marvel side's been doing. Uh, you know, they're the same company but different studios basically, different people working on you know we're putting together Marvel games. You see like the Spider-Man games. You see um, the Marvel Ultimate Alliance three. Uh, like we're we're seeing some cool things come out of what they're doing. Like they're they're picking their people who they're going to work with, and they're like, hey, we have this cool, idea, you know, like we want you to make a game. You make a game like this, but in our universe, can you do that? It's like fuck yeah. Like I, you know, it's like you think about that. Oh, I'd love to. I was like, you're trying to think of like cool studios to match up with. Like I like the Shovel Knight guys work on make their own like Super Star Wars game. You know, shit like that. Like that's. You like you get like excited for that like about like some cool matchups they can do, um, and it's just like I'm not. I love the idea that other people are gonna be able to work on Star Wars games. I'm just not enthused about who they're working with to make the Star Wars games because I feel like you know it's the big it's the big guys that they're going to the big guys and they're gonna sell well. I mean, there's gonna be an audience that loves those games and all if you love them they're good, that's awesome. But I'm not really like personally I'm not enthralled by it. But I it it makes sense it, it makes sense to, for why they're doing that. But uh, speaking of uh, you know, making some moves here with Lucas Games. Um, Machine Games, the makers of the Wolfenstein games, is making an Indiana Jones game. It was just announced. So we had a little teaser trailer is all we got. It's like 30 seconds. Um, just showed a uh, pan across uh, a, uh, a table. with some, like There's a passport on there. There's a plane ticket. He's going to Rome. Uh, it takes place in 1937. So it takes, takes place between Indiana Jones 1 and 3 because 2 was a prequel. Um, so somewhere in there. Um, there's some like blueprints for the, uh, the Vatican. Um, now a lot of other news, Todd Howard is going to be the executive producer on it, which is actually cool. You know, he's the director of the Elder Scrolls and Fallout games. Um, kind of a fun fact about that. He's actually the one that pitched the idea to make a, uh, Indiana Jones game. Uh, so that, like he's the one that like started this whole collaboration in the first place. But, uh, I don't give us when you, when you heard that the, Wolfson guys are making a, a Indiana Jones game. What were your thoughts? Complete surprise, thoughts? honestly. Mm. For one, it's like that's an IP that we have not seen in a hell of a long time from no. any publisher. I mean, the last thing I can remember is the Lego Indiana Jones game on the 360. <laughs> yeah, I, I was trying to think. I'm like, I remember there was like a, I think there was like a 64 game um, that was like an Indiana Jones game. I think there was I that. There was one on the Xbox as well, an obscure one a long time ago that wasn't particularly great. But okay. I'll tell you what, though. I mean, that's that's fairly exciting that you have Machine Games, you have Todd Howard and stuff that obviously this is a passion project of them. So this is going to be something that they're going to be working hard and diligent on. And from what the initial things that I had heard and stuff, I'm excited. I feel like this is going to be an interesting action-adventure sort of style of game. But uh, oh, I'm yeah. wondering if they're going to take cues, say, from like the Uncharted series or even like some bits of like Tomb Raider in regards to exploration stuff. Because those two series, in my honest opinion, Uncharted and Tomb Raider are both akin to classic Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah, Un- Uncharted is just... Yeah, sorry to cut you off, but yeah, lo- uh, Uncharted is like a love letter to Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really is. And that's We've been talking about, I mean, we've been talking about that for what 14 years since uncharted one came out you, um you want to hear something that's funny though yeah learning about the news about it and like uh people on twitter reacting it's like uh who's india jones <laughs> oh boy that hurts i yeah i mean like i think the first film came out in 89 which is the year i was born uh so i mean i'm, I'm definitely like you know i i grew up in the, the well basically by the time i was able to like under like remember things like it's been out there for a while uh-huh. But uh, like I, I still like I'm not like a huge fan, but like I, I fucking know who I, I've seen the movies. I enjoy the movies except for the fourth one. Um, second one's okay, but um, yeah, I, I 
that, that hurts. Oh, that's those poor yeah, zoomers. That's sad. Anyway. Yeah, poor bastards. But um, yeah, I I don't know. Like, it's exciting news. It, it's a, it's a weird thing, where it's like much like the the Star Wars news with Ubisoft, where it's like, all right, cool. Like that's a, it's a weird mix, but you know, machine gun, machine games really good at uh you know making some anti Nazi games, which I'm all for. Um, you know, killing Nazis never not fun. Um, that's just kind of hilarious though. The same the same. <laughs> development team that made the wolfenstein games which is all about like uh you know like fighting against nazis is all of a sudden making indiana jones game which is quintessentially fighting against nazis <laughs> yeah right yeah just one's it. way more violent and has a lot more boobs um <laughs> and i'm not and i'm talking about indiana jones a lot of boobs guys you kids out there if you haven't seen indiana jones so many boobs have your kids and have your ask your parents if you can rent it and fun fact kids this series this film series was responsible for the whole pg-13 ratings <laughs> yes that and jaws yes yes um it's actually rated x in theaters you should go watch all the Indiana jones right now uh i'm not gonna tell you not gonna, one of them has a lot of boobs in it <laughs> boobs. i'm not gonna tell you which one just start from the first one work your way through it's into one of the, one of those four um but uh anyways uh ruining the youth pissing him off at the same time uh <laughs> but uh yeah it, it's a weird mix where it's like Okay, machine games. All right, they make first person, they make great first person shooter games. They're making an Indiana Jones game. It's gonna, it's gonna have to be third person. Um, this is a game that neither Tom, Tom, Todd Howard or Machine Games ever made before. You know, like they, you know, like they always make. I know, like the Fallout games, Skyrim or whatever, Oblivion, what, Elder Scrolls. Um, like they, you can go first or third, but it's, you know, it's not. You can't traverse like you can. You're not gonna be able to like swing on a whip or anything like that. You're not gonna be anything crazy, um, like a fallout or anything like that. So, I think that's gonna be interesting how that works. But I'm all. I, I think machine games can do it. Uh, I mean, I think you look the way they revived the Wolfenstein games. It's it's awesome. I think it's just a matter of like how much freedom they have to make this game. Um, you know, with Lucas Games, because I mean that's something that we've heard people in the past talk about, like working with. Just working with any IP in general that's not yours, any licensed game is like a pain in the ass because you got to fit within – it's going to be canon now, so you got to fit within the you – know, the story's got to make sense with the rest of the world. And then it's also, you know, you got to make sure that they like it and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, like Star Wars is definitely one of the worst uh, – one of the harder ones to work with in that. So I imagine, you know, it's the same company, so it's probably going to be difficult as well. But uh, I'm all for it. I just hope that this doesn't interfere with Wolfenstein 3. Because we were on a pretty good path there. We had 2014, 2017, 2021 now. We're going to get a Wolf of 3 here. Now, Sand because Daddy wants his Wolf of 3 because <laughs> I want to kill Hitler. Because uh, we're going to kill Hitler. And I, God damn it, I want to fucking kill Hitler. I mean, I technically killed Wolf of 2. But then, like, you can't do that, and it goes back, and it makes you replay well, the scene over Well, technically, you did also in Wolfenstein 3D as well, Mecha Hitler. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But I want to, I want to, I want to kill Hitler in 4K HDR. There you go. That's why in 60 frames per second, preferably. Um, yeah, I just want to do that. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I, I'm, like, I'm not a huge Indiana Jones fan, but I, I have all the faith in the world in machine games for this game. Um, but moving on to some other news here, Gables, we are getting a. Resident Evil Showcase on January 21st. Yes, we are. Uh, Brittany Brombacher from What Goods What Goods Game What I can't talk. What good oh, geez, What's, what's good, good Games? games? Yeah. Wow, that was way hard for me to say. I don't know why. 
uh, is uh, is going to be hosting this. Um, it's going to be at 4 p.m. Central Time on Thursday, January 21st, 2 p.m. Pacific Time. It's going to be on everything. Uh, they said there's going to be um, some Resident Evil announcements. But they, the big thing is they're pitching. We're going to see a trailer and some first look gameplay at Resident Evil 8 Village. Um, Gibbles, I mean, I, I feel fairly safe in saying we're not only going to see Resident Evil 8. I think we're going to get some other stuff announced. I mean, what are, what are you expecting to see out of this whole thing? I think it's pretty safe to assume that we're probably going to see the multiplayer component as well to this game. Oh, yeah. Because that's yeah. something that's been heavily hinted at as well. But uh, from what I'm hoping to see, I'm hoping to see how, well, obviously more of the gameplay, but maybe more about the story and the setting, because we yeah. did see tidbits of it, and apparently there are spoilers of the plot somewhere online right now for Resident Evil 8 Jesus. Village, so I would definitely say for people, you want to be excited when you play this game, stay off of any type of, like, major like major things like say reddit or twitter when it comes yeah. to anything resident evil related because like any other video game if it's if it's big budget if it's like something that everyone's looking forward to you gotta believe there's gonna be people that's gonna be leaking spoilers no matter what oh yeah but other than that though i'm really excited to see how the game performs i'm also excited to see if we're gonna actually get a release date for this game yeah but uh it's fairly close now what is it like the 21st Yep, Thursday. Good. So this Thursday, this coming Thursday, the twenty first and stuff, we'll be seeing more about it. I'm pretty excited because from everything else that I've seen and from the rumors that have been coming through, you know, it's. I'm hoping that it is sort of like a, a explorable sort of like, not like a sandbox, but like an open world sort of like game where you go through this thing or that thing and just do things in this like different sequences, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it too. I'm looking forward to it. Like, you know, we were talking about last week. There was like, well, maybe there was a, people were speculating there's gonna be a state of play because that people heard rumors that there's gonna be a they're gonna announce some some news about Resident Evil Eight here soon. So, um, I think this state of play not ruled out, but I, you know, this definitely rolls out the Resident Evil Eight being there. Um, you know, there was that, that leak we had a few months ago with the, the Capcom leak. And the, there was like the re, April was supposed to be the the month that comes out, and I, I, that'd probably be the case. Um, and I, I I'm wondering like you know we talk about the multiplayer stuff like there was that in that leak as well. They're talking about there was going to be an outbreak, which was that was a, a four player PS2 era game that came out mm-hmm. um, that that Resident Evil four player game. So I wonder if that's going to be the thing. I mean, we had the one last year that came was bundled with Resident Evil three. What was that Resistance or something? Uh, and nobody liked it, um, and I don't think anybody really played it. Everybody just fell off that real yeah, fast. Yeah, you know what? Traditionally, um, with Resident Evil, when it comes to multiplayer games, like online multiplayer, they've not had a good track record. And any type of no. attempt at certain games like that, whether it be on the PS2 era with like Dead Aim and Outbreak, whether it be like Resistance with what was bundled in Resident Evil Three, or even, or even like with Umbrella Corpse from like the PS3 yeah. and Xbox 360 generation, Capcom has tried repeatedly to try to make a multiplayer style like shooter game with the Resident Evil property which sounds promising on paper but they've lacked the execution on almost yeah. all attempts yeah and for the most part I mean up until I would argue these last few games they put out the remakes in 7 the the games themselves not like super fun to play games either 
You know, where it's like, I'm not saying they're bad gameplay games, but they're not, you're not replaying the games for how great the gameplay is. You you enjoy the loop, you enjoy the puzzles, you enjoy the story, you enjoy the, yeah. you know, the scares, all that. It's not, this isn't, you know, a Destiny or this isn't, you know, they're not this great fast paced, fast or first person shooter or something like that. Like they're, yeah, I don't, yeah, it's just, I don't think they're games roll over well great for multiplayer right if um, they use the different aspects of what makes the game fun and addicting to play whether or not be progressions whether it be through like the the experience of the grind that makes things pleasant by i don't know gradually increasing like the satisfaction of players actually earning stuff while they're going through the process i mean gameplay is yeah. important too but the thing about online games that they're makes them appealing for a longevity especially if you're playing an online multiplayer like a destiny 2 you have to have a reason to come back it has to have great gameplay it has to have progressions that make sense it has to have balances and things and precision and great online in order for it to be appealing for a long term yeah no yeah i agree yeah i I don't know if they have that to make that so i mean obviously there's gonna keep trying um I I think we're gonna get like we got a sneak peek at that the there's like that Resident Evil was it Infinite Darkness, the anime series that's coming in 2021 on Netflix. Um, I think there's gonna be a live action Netflix one too. I know they're rebooting the, the movies, uh, live action movies. It's it's gonna be more grounded. It's actually gonna make sense and like it's gonna be more like Resident Evil. I don't I don't even know if they began filming on that. I know they cast people, but I don't know if they even oh my God, So maybe we get a teaser for that. Uh, this also is the 25th anniversary of Resident Evil, so a lot of big shit happening. That's very true, uh, 20... too. Yeah. So I, I, it makes me wonder if we're going to get more than just eight. I mean, I think eight would be enough, but, I mean, per- personally, I mean, I don't know. But uh, I, I think they're going to do something bigger. Maybe we get, I think, a Resident Evil 3 or Resident Evil Revelations 3. Like, that was rumored. And that was a thing in the leak as well. And then maybe we get a teaser for Resident Evil 4. Perhaps, you know, that was also inside the rumors and everything else. And yeah. when essentially that's the last note, well, noteworthy game, in my honest opinion, that, well, besides Code Veronica, let's just be perfectly honest with you, that's another game that should have gotten a remaster, a remake treatment. But yeah. Resident Evil 4, yeah, if we see a hint of that, that makes perfect sense. The 25th anniversary yeah. of Resident Evil, you have 8, you have the online component of that and alongside of something that gamers have been sort of looking forward to, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I say yeah, so. I don't, because, I don't... you know, Resident Evil 4 has been released multiple times. It's, it's, it's seven hundred times. toaster now. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I can play it on my watch at this point. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I mean, they don't, they typically don't, there's not like a big timeline between Resident Evil games being uh, announced and released, like Resident Evil Two was E three to January, Resident Evil Three was like January to April. Um, then this one I think is what September. I think it was announced in September or revealed in September and assuming April. So there's not usually so if they do do announce Resident Evil Four, assuming that's an early 2022 game, this would be kind of out of the realm for them as far as the, the big those bigger titles go. Um, moving on. Do some PlayStation news here. So they CES was a digital event last week, um, and there uh, PlayStation was there. They showed like a little scissor reel. It wasn't really a lot to it. It was just more shit we've already seen. But there, um, there's a little thing at the bottom with some 
you know, in small letters or small words about about dates stuff like that. So coming out of it, um, a lot of people are freaking out about it. Um, it's funny the last two of things they posted about like PS5 have been like the the, the biggest news we got with PlayStation since the PS5 was launched is uh, been two videos they released with small letters. They have dates like Ratchet and Clank and um, Go, uh, Grand Turismo or first half games. And then Horizon Forbidden West and God of War Ragnarok are second half games. That was at the one they posted like a random two minute video in like December or November with that. And then we had this. It was a nothing sizzle reel. And then at the bottom and the people blew it up. And then now they you can watch the video back, I think, on the PlayStation YouTube channel. But they took that the, the little thing at the bottom with all the shit on it out of it. They scrubbed it out of there. But um, in it, Ratchet and Clank and Horizon, just Forbidden West, just say sometime in 2021. Um, Kenya, Bridge of Spirits uh, as, as March. Uh, that was a big, that was that weird fantasy game in a forest, I believe. Um, Little Devil Inside is coming in June. Solar Ash is coming in July. Uh, Stray, which is that weird cat robot game. And Ghostwire Tokyo are arriving in uh, October. And then uh, Project Athia will be launching in 2022. That's that game everybody thought was Final Fantasy 16. And then Pragmatica, which pra- Pragmata, which everybody thought that was uh, the next uh, Hideo Kojima game, uh, was a 2022 game. Now it's being pushed to 2023. So that's all the stuff coming out. But not a lot to say on it, I don't think. Uh, it's cool we got some timelines, but it's until we get some announcements and until the, you know, really, I mean, the games come out. I mean, delays always happen all the time, especially now more than ever. Um, you know, I think people are more on the side of delays uh, than ever after Cyberpunk. Um, and, you know, obviously COVID and just games in general get pushed all the time. So, um, I don't I mean, it just kind of reminds you there's a decent amount of good games, a big, pretty big games coming out. Uh, like Little, Little Devil Inside, I don't know what that game is, but it looks fantastic. Um, I, think that game, I watched a couple trailers. And I, could, I couldn't remember when I remember, like, I remember the name. And I went back watching trailers. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this game looked fucking awesome. Uh, I just don't know what it is. Solar Ash, uh, that's the Hyperlight Drifter guy. That's their next. That's his next game. That's supposed to come out in July. Can't fucking wait for that game. That's that rollerblading looking game. Um, Stray, the weird cat game. We don't know anything about it. It's just there's a cat and there's robots. Ghostwire Tokyo, that's the Evil Within guys. That game's that's the PlayStation exclusive. I think for six months coming in October. Uh, and then we obviously know about Ratchet and Clank, and we don't really know anything about Horizon. But yeah, I don't know. I mean. It's just kind of cool to have some uh, some uh, timelines, but I mean it, it, it doesn't really mean much until they actually officially announce them and we get some more details and like half the stuff we haven't even seen gameplay for. What was your thoughts, Gables, on this? Well, to be perfectly honest with you, I saw little bits of like uh, the supposed games are supposed to be releasing towards the end of this year for the P for PlayStation in general, PlayStation Five, PlayStation Four, whatsoever. It looked like a freaking giant flowchart and saying, okay, this is the games that's supposed to be released at this part or that part. Honestly, I'm very fairly excited because, for one, it's like the Ratchet & Clank games, the Horizon game releasing this year. There's still like kind of like a thing where it's like, okay, Horizon still releases on PS4. We already know that. I know the Ratchet & Clank thing is still exclusive to PS5 and stuff. But uh, it's nice to know that there's an outline of what games are going to be releasing this year. There are obvious, like, uh, games... There's obviously spots in this list and stuff for some months that we don't know anything about. Like, definitely say, no, like, November, like, the whole August-September sort of thing. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like a typical, okay, we know the games that release in the first half of the year are Quintessentially from Sony. 
like I know Returnal is supposed to be fairly soon. March 19th? Yeah, March 19th or so. So it's a couple months away. But yeah, you know, it's fairly exciting. You know, it's fairly exciting for uh, new PS5 owners. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, all those games, I think Returnal and um, uh, Ratchet Clank are the only two that are going to be PS5 only. So the rest of those are going to be on PS4 and 5. So yeah. Like I said, it's cool to have some, you know, have a, a little bit of a timeline. Um, but like I said, until we see some shit and get some confirmations, I'm not going to get too crazy about it. Um, a couple more topics, but I think we're going to save them. The one's just about CD Projekt Red apologizing, but it's just, you know, whatever. It doesn't mean bullshit. Um, I don't, you know. But anyways, so uh, Gables, you know, it's been a week now. Uh, this part where we talk about what we've been playing. Do you want me to go first? Do you want to go first? Tyler, why don't you go first this time, man? All right. <laughs> I hate myself. Yes. What? So I I started playing a game again. Okay, you started playing what game again? That's it. I've ranted about it many times on this podcast, Gables. Oh, no. It's not, it's not Resident Evil 6. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Resident Evil 6. I don't know why. It, I was just at work the other day, and I was, I don't even know what brought it on. I was just like, oh man, like I just can't let it go, Gables. It's like, yeah, it's just like, oh man, you know, you think about it, like how you could have done things differently, or like, oh, maybe we can make it work, or blah blah blah. Maybe I'll if I just try harder, just push through, get better, you know. Um, Fucking talking about Death Stranding. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I started playing Death Stranding again. I just, I can't, I can't let it go. It's just, it's, it's. The thing in my past, you know, you gotta, you know, maybe maybe we could have worked it out, you know, and so I've been I've only put a couple like another hour and a half into it. Um, I just fucking threw it on easy. It's like fuck it, because um, like I I played it about this time. I was looking at my trophies. I got a trophy today, and I was looking at it, I'm like, when was the last time I played this game? It was about this time last year. I, I tried it again, so it's just my annual. And it was in. Um, end of 2019 when i played for the first time it's like i'm not digging this i put like three hours into it i put like another seven hours or so into it again in january and i'm like i'm just not fucking digging this i went on my rant about it um here we are a year later uh maybe it's just i don't know maybe it's just the weather that brings it back because like i played it this time of year i don't fucking know but uh i, I started playing again I'm, like i said i only played another hour and a half maybe um and it's 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 getting better it's getting better I'll say that I'm not, I still want to fucking throw everything in my, in my apartment out the fucking window sometimes because it frustrates me. So, but it's getting better Gables. Um, yeah, that's really all I've been playing is I'm, I've been playing, uh, death stranding. What about you Gables? All right. Your, your volume got really low. Yeah, there's something going on with like. There you go. Okay. Okay. You're better now. Yeah, my audio for Audacity actually went through and kind of uh, leveled itself out. Anyway, I've been playing quite a bit actually, and I had a chance to play a little bit more of the DLC for Dragon Ball Fighters, just a little bit, you know, try to get back into the flow of things. I am very happy that even despite that game releasing like a, back around what 2018 or something like that. 
Yeah, I'm still having a fun time playing that damn game. And even with the latest DLC, I was trying uh, Super Baby 2, the character that released this past week. I know it's it's funny, the whole fucking name. But uh, <laughs> the character is actually pretty fucking fun to play. I, just, I don't know why it got me. But super, super, it's not just Super Baby. It's Super Baby 2. <laughs> It's it's the second one. I know, and quite honestly, it has to revolve around like the story for fucking Dragon Ball GT. And quite honestly, I do not feel like going into the details of Dragon Ball GT. <laughs> Don't ruin the illusion for me <laughs> by explaining it. I just want to. I just want to live in the world where I just know there's something called Super Baby Two. Yeah, okay. Go ahead. Well, anyway, going through his move list and stuff because in Dragon Ball Fighters you have a combo list and this and that. It was pretty fun going through his thing up until like. I actually got to the last combo set, which the last one you have to combo like a couple of different like light and like medium attacks and stuff, and then all of a sudden end it with his like his level three. As soon as you get the level three, he transforms into a giant golden ape and stuff, like a giant golden kaiju and stuff, and just fucking does this big old like uh, Vegeta's Gallic gun or something like that, just shoots freaking like a big old freaking laser blast and stuff like Hadouken. that. Yeah, pretty much. It was fucking fun. It was fucking hilarious, dude, because it's like, you can combo into this move pretty easily, right? And all of a sudden, you just, it's just pretty much a cutscene. He transforms into a giant golden ape, fires on a blast, just does massive damage, like over half the freaking <laughs> life bar of your opponent, and it's pretty fucking fun. I have to admit, man, it's like, with uh, Arcwork Systems... The makers of this game, plus other fighting game franchises like Guilty Gear and stuff, they definitely know how to go with the ins and outs of uh, each character they've done with this game. And that's what's made this game really enjoyable, and is definitely one of the best games of the past generation, in my honest opinion. Well, with that, I'm still waiting on the last character, which will be coming out like uh, over the span of this year, like uh, Super Saiyan 4 Gogeta. Which I'm kind of wondering how they're gonna go with his move set, considering there's another Gogeta, like, like a Super Saiyan Blue Gogeta and all this other crap. It's gonna be another overpowered character. I mean, that's kind of obvious at this point, in my honest opinion. But uh, other games that I have been playing, like I said previous, inside before recording and also at the beginning of this episode, I splurged on the eShop. Dude, $50 got me eight great games. <laughs> or, at this case, compilations of great games. On the eShop right now, you can get games like the Castlevania Collection, Contra Collection, and like some other like Konami collaboration games for like $5 a piece, man. And let me tell you, the deal with some of these compilation games, like this set in general, it's fantastic. Because you get the Castlevania one, you get all... Like Castlevania 1 through 4, Bloodlines, and like uh, the Castlevania Adventure games, the Game Boy, and an unreleased game in Kid Dracula. For Contra Collection, it's like you get not only the arcade versions of uh, the first and second Contra, but you also get the uh, NES games, Contra, Super C, you get uh, Contra 3 on Super Nintendo, Hard Corpse, which that one is pretty much the biggest, the biggest one right there, considering that game goes pretty, uh, it actually sells pretty high on the second-hand market. Not, like, extravagant, but it's one of those rare-to-find games in the Genesis that people love to find and play because it's so good. 
and difficult. Let's not forget difficult. But, uh, yeah, I had a chance to play a little bit of those collections on my Switch. It's kind of the same concept as when I played a little bit of them on the PS4. The only difference is in handheld mode, they actually perform fairly well, as you would expect. There were some little differences I noticed between, like, uh, the Switch version and the PS4. I think it was a little bit more, like, the aesthetic-wise. Some menu layouts are kind of a little bit different, but nothing, like, too extravagant. Other than that, let's see. I got those two games. I got this Konami, like, arcade collection one, which normally runs for about 20 bucks on PS4 and, like, Switch and the Xbox Game Store. Quintessentially, it's, like, arcade games that they had back from the early to late 80s so you have games like scramble you have like nemesis which is considered gradius and like you have gradius 2 you got life force and uh the technical first castlevania game haunted castle which is hard as balls and also especially like cheap but the good thing about this is that not only the allowed save states but they have that little feature with certain games that have released on switch like uh, those Johnny Arcade games. I think I've played like one, like Night Slashers, to where you can actually press a button and you ins- it basically acts as inserting a quarter into the machine <laughs> in order to get like continues and this and that. Yeah, I've done that quite a few times already playing that. <laughs> <laughs> but like I said before, there is some great shoot 'em ups, like some great shumps. Smups, as they're called, not shumps. <laughs> I know the terms are stupid, in my honest opinion, but I understand why they're called that they're definitely hard they're definitely worth a try though for five bucks i mean you can't really go wrong i would not advise paying twenty dollars unless you're a super fan of these arcade games because this is only for a specific niche of like gamers and stuff that really love their arcade shoot-em-ups other games that i've actually got that i haven't tried yet i haven't played this game yet but i got blasphemous which that's supposed to be a pretty good game. Twelve forty nine it was, so it's half price. Okay, that was four. Then there were a couple other games I know that uh, I haven't mentioned, but there is one that I have been playing today, and I played it for two hours because it was a fantastic experience, in my honest opinion. It is called Tawaga Among Shadows. This is a game that I've had moderate interest in when I saw it release on the Switch not even like a month and a half ago, right? So the game was $15 initially. So the concept of this game is you're a villager, right? You're you're like a village warrior. One day this evil force destroys your village, right? But you get reawakened. You have to go through and cleanse these five shrines. And essentially the combat is sort of like a... You use the right control stick, the right analog stick, in order to control your blasts. And what's, what's interesting about it is you get to earn all sorts of different types of shards and jewels in order to upgrade certain aspects of your character. So quintessentially, it's sort of like a roguelite. There's RPG mechanics inside of it, but it's like a simple action game to where you go into these different phases. So in all those like 42 phases, it actually says inside the story mode. But here's the kicker. You can actually go through and restart all over from the beginning again with your power-ups that you keep and keep farming for, like, uh, specific shards and stuff so you can upgrade certain aspects. Like, there are certain things you can upgrade that are pretty stereotypical of certain games, like more life, more mon, like, more, like, uh, mana, like, collective stuff, 
easy regeneration for your health and your magic and stuff. Increase range, you know, width of your wave beam that you shoot. <laughs> Increase damage, this and that. But the thing about it is, through each phase, you have options to, like, uh, defeat a lot of these different void enemies. And there are different enemy types that are introduced every couple of uh, different waves. So, like, every two or three waves or something, you encounter a new type of enemy. Or in different shrines, you encounter new types of not only enemies, but different types of power-ups. I think there were, like, around five, I want to say. Five different power-ups that you can actually use for, like, magic. So you start off with sort of like a wind sort of thing, then all of a sudden you introduce to like a frost element, and then the third one is like an earth element. In two hours, I'm quintessentially, I feel like I'm through like half of the phases, so 22 out of 42 in all. I've unlocked like about four different elements. The last one I unlocked is sort of like a, a lava slug sort of element to where... It scatters certain, like, fire, and it just continuously causes damage to enemies over time. But the premise of this game is you're standing on a podium, right? Or standing in one place in certain aspects of this game, and you're just basically using your right analog stick to just point around the camera and stuff and shoot enemies that are coming from you from, like, all directions. So it's like a 2D game, right? It's like a 2D action game, but it sort of has, like, the aesthetics almost of, like, say, a guacamelee or of, like, certain cel-shaded, like... 2D games of that type. And there are certain elements inside of like particular portions when you're going through like specific shrines where you gain access to quintessentially go into like a spiritual state where you can fly around and shoot void enemies and do this and do that. So out of the five shrines, I've cleansed about three. <laughs> the game is super fun. I spent, like I said, around a good solid two hours. But in that two hours, I got a lot of things accomplished. I maximized my damage because <laughs> it goes into certain, like, elements of, like, upgrade stats. So for damage, you can upgrade your thing up to, like, about six times to max out. I think the same thing with, like, the wavelength, like, the wave beam, like, width of it. It increases, like, maybe 10%, like, 10% more damage, 10% more width or something like that. On top of those upgrades, you also have a separate upgrades for your magic things to where you can upgrade like the width, I think, of the uh, the magical elements from that as well. So there is a lot of replayability with this. The game feels extremely smooth. There's nothing like inconsistent about the frame rates or in terms of like anything terrible or broken about it. The enemies are unique enough to where it feels fresh every time you go through a different phase. And the best part about it is, this game is on sale on the eShop, and it only cost me about $2.24. That, in my honest opinion, is the best <clears throat> bang for your buck I have gotten from this eShop sale. So, Tawaga, that game, on the Switch's eShop, it's also on PS4 as well. I think that one was uh, released around t late 2019, early 2020 for PS4. So if you want to get on that platform, that's fine. But if you have a Switch and you want something cheap, but it's going to last you for a long while, definitely pick up Tawaga. That is nice. a fantastic game. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, so you're, getting, you're definitely getting your bang for your buck on this. Oh, no shit. <laughs> I'm, just, <clears throat> and I'm sitting here playing Death Stranding for like the 15th fucking time. <sighs> I, don't, I don't know why I do this to myself. I don't know why I do it to myself. I don't. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I just can't let it go, Gables. 
can't let her go. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah, I don't think we have much more else to talk about other than that. Um, thank you so much for listening to us. This is your first time listening to us. We appreciate it. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Um, it's not, sorry if this isn't the greatest quality of anything. If you're watching us live right now or you're watching us later on YouTube and video, it's our first time doing it. Like I said, I don't know what I'm doing here. Uh, <laughs> I, this, I literally installed OBS like a couple weeks ago. I was fucking around with it and did some Googling and it's like ways to do this. So I'm doing it like this is how we're doing it. And I'll, I'll try to work on it, make it better. So that way at the very least our video looks better. I'm pointing out my other monitor here. It's, I'm, I, I got two monitors and I keep, I have OBS on this one. I keep pointing out, but the camera is right here. Um, so um, yeah, I, I'll work on it, try to make it better. So it works better and it looks cleaner and it's not oddly cut off the way it is right now. Um, but uh, yeah, I'll work on that to make that better. Um, but yeah, I hope you guys, you know, enjoyed li- like this, you know, if, if you're watching us on Twitch right now, you know, let us know what you think. You can join in on the chat if you want. Um, on YouTube, you know, if you're watching this live, check us out on there. Uh, or, or talk, you know, comment on there. Tell us what you think. Like I said, I'll, I'll figure it out as I go. I'm not a video editor. I've never done it before. Um, I'm not really going to. This is just something we're doing. Just you know, like I'm. This is like a, not a you know, not a lot of effort put into this. Quite honestly, you know, so it's different for us, but, uh, you know, I, I just, we don't have the time, um, to be putting in, in the, in the video editing side. Um, and this is just kind of, I thought a fun way to be in video finally. It's not just when you watch our YouTube videos, if you watch us on there, cause we do have some people that listen to us on there. Um, you can, uh, it's not just our background on there. You can actually see us as we're talking, see what we do as we're talking. You know, if my dog decides to bark and go crazy because someone walks in the, in our building, it, I can't, I can't edit it out. It's live. Gables has to walk away. Yep. Let's walk away. I have to go pee. I have to go pee. Uh, <laughs> my neighbor decides to have one of his 50,000 fucking guests that decides to show up at any point in time. doesn't matter if it's two o'clock in, in, in the morning on fucking Monday. It's happening. Um, I don't know what he does. I don't know what's going on up there. Um, but yeah, um, anyways, this is, uh, this is us. It's what we look like. This is our, our, where we live. Um, I got my picture. That's how there there we go. There we go. Bam. You can see the bottom half of Louie's face. I got him. My sister framed him for me. One of my favorite pictures of him. You can't see him, but he's up there. Um, so yeah. Uh, anyways, this, this is us. Uh, thank you guys for listening. If you like, like this, check us out on, if you're watching us later on YouTube, go to twitch.tv slash drunk podcast or go to twitch, twitch.tv to just type in drunk nerds. Um, and you'll find us. Well, it'll be the first one that pops up. For some reason, you try, like I said, type in Druckner's podcast. We don't show up, but if you type in Druckner's, we do show up. We're the first one showed up. Just click on us, just subscribe, follow, whatever you do on there. Uh, if you're watching us live or you want to watch us later or on YouTube, just go look for Druckner's. You'll find us, uh, Druckner's shirts, whatever. You'll find us. Um, we're on everything else, so iTunes, Spotify, um, any, every, anywhere you you look us up I, I i've added us on everything the libsyn allows us to be on we're on it um i share i put us in all of them uh we've definitely seen a big boom this year on that and this is kind of a way i thought we can get an actual little boom maybe is actually being video um you know and we, we like we like doing the show we love doing the show and we just figured more people like listen to us the better 
Now you can see us, see what we're doing as we do the show. Um, fun fact, uh, if Gable says that's again, walk away one of his episodes, you'll find out he's Donald Ducking it right now. He doesn't wear pants or underwear when he does the show. He just wears a long t-shirt. Um, so that's that's fun for you. Maybe maybe the next time he'll just wear the, he'll wear the hat too. Uh, the Donald Duck hat. Um, <laughs> we'll have to buy you a Donald Duck hat now. Um, but anyways, go ahead. Dude, you would not know what to do if all of a sudden I just appeared one day and I just dressed up an entire fucking duck suit. <laughs> I'd, be for, I'd be all for it. It'd be great content, at the very least. I'd be all for it. I mean, speaking of furries, you know, <laughs> we'd have a lot more. We'd create a lot more furries. Who would have more furry? Who would create more furries? Mario in a cat suit or Gables in a duck suit? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, you only can only find content like this at Trump Ministers Podcast. So, anyways, I hope you guys appreciate you like this, appreciate it. Let us know what you think of it. Uh, love you guys. I was your host, I was Tyler. And yeah, this has been Colonel Gable. So, from our house to your house, thank you very much for listening to another fun filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. And hey, Gables. Yep. Too sweet. Too sweet, man. <laughs> Bye, guys. See ya.